In this morning's Tech Byte, Standard Bank takes a hard stance against cryptocurrency arbitraging, anyone can now make Twitter spaces if they want to, and Google Caves lowers Play Store cut for subscription and music apps. Good morning and welcome to Stuff's Tech Byte, a quick wrap-up of all the local and international tech news you might have missed. As popular as cryptocurrency is these days, it's still a ways off from becoming a widely accepted form of currency, unless you're El Salvador. South African banks still approach the subject with caution and are quick to steer clear of anything they aren't fully keen on. Standard Bank has decided that arbitraging falls into that category and has now served account termination notices to several clients who offer the service. In case you didn't know, arbitrage is the act of purchasing something in one area then selling it in another, usually at a higher price. In this case, it would involve buying crypto from one exchange and selling it on another. Now, it's not a get-rich-quick scheme. It's just a simple way to get relatively fast returns on investment. Several businesses in South Africa have sprung up offering to make use of a so-called arbitrage gap in SA's crypto market on behalf of its clients. It's these businesses whose standard bank accounts have been terminated, leaving them scrambling to find out what to do next. Many have yet to disclose the matter to their clients. Not every arbitrage operator has been affected though, leaving many to question what Standard Bank's criteria for termination is. In a statement to My Broadband, the bank seems to indicate that it evaluates clients on a case-by-case basis. In line with its legislative requirement to develop and implement a risk-based approach in managing client relationships, the bank has established risk management principles against which all prospective and existing clients are continually evaluated and assessed. About a year ago, Twitter unleashed a new feature called Spaces onto its platform. Based on the wildly successful Clubhouse audio room format, Spaces was initially only available to a handful of users. Only Twitter users with 600 followers or more have since been able to host Spaces, which are essentially audio-based chat rooms. Now it's rolling out the ability to make an audio room to all its users, no matter the follower count. The time has arrived. We're now rolling out the ability for everyone on iOS and Android to host one. If this is your first time hosting, welcome. Here's a refresher on how its Twitter account tweeted. The social platform promised to bring wider access to its users back in April, but it settled on the over 600 category. The feature did become available to Android users after it had only been available to those with iDevices previously. Following this, the platform has been busy releasing additional features for it. Users can, for example, add co-hosts and up to 10 speakers in a room, and even sell tickets for users to join one of them. These ticketed spaces are audio rooms that require you to pay for entry. The app that all of this is based on, however, Clubhouse, only made it to Android devices in May of this year. Its unique feature offer spawned multiple copies across other social media platforms like Facebook, Spotify, and even LinkedIn. Point is, anyone can now open and host a room. They can even charge attendees money to enter the space. Google has finally relented somewhat over its contentious 30% Play Store developer tax. The internet giant announced that it is lowering the toll for subscription-based apps, say Netflix, to 15% and ebook and music streaming services as low as 10%. This mimics a similar move Apple made recently regarding reader apps on the App Store. The reason for the company's sudden generosity, according to The Verge, is that actual content costs make up the majority of these apps' sales, rather than in-app purchases. While Google doesn't go so far as to say it, there's no doubt that this is in response to mounting pressure both from regulators and developers against the so-called Play Store tax. 
When asked about this, a spokesperson told The Verge, Google has a long history of evolving Android and Play's models based on feedback from our developer ecosystem on what they need to be successful on Play. While subscription apps' taxes are being cut 50% across the board, music streaming and ebook services are still in Google's hands for the most part. As low as 10% could still mean 29%. According to a spokesperson, these details will be hashed out between devs and Google on a case-by-case basis. While this certainly resembles a win for developers, it's probably still not substantial enough to quell them yet. Google and Apple have been at loggerheads with app developers for a while, most notably Epic Games, over the cuts their stores take on in-app purchases. South Korea has come down particularly hard on both brands regarding their app store billing practices. The country recently made an amendment to its Telecommunications Business Act that prevents them from forcing devs to use their proprietary billing services to run their in-app purchases. Thanks for listening to Stuff's Tech Byte. We'll be back again tomorrow with all the local and international tech news you might have missed.